Let's learn all about Adam and how he fucked up his divorce on episode number five of the How to Get Divorced Without Getting Screwed podcast. Hello again and happy Friday. This is John Knocklinger, your host. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of this incredible project that I've started. Helping men figure out how to not get screwed when they go through a divorce. So on Fridays, my intention is to talk about real life examples of people who maybe didn't make the best choices before they started the divorce process. So today I want to start with Adam. Adam is a former client of mine and he was a very great guy, great personality, gentle soul, um, great father, loving, loving husband, um, just a great friend all around. But guess what? He absolutely got screwed in his divorce. So I want to talk to you a little bit about him and how he got to the point where he ended up getting screwed. Um, because not every divorce starts with you getting screwed, but unfortunately that's what happens sometimes if you're not opening your eyes and seeing what's going on around you and if you're not going to prepare. So Adam was married about 18 years and has two kids. I believe they were 11 and 7 at the time he was going through the divorce. And Adam worked on Wall Street. He had a very good job at a very big bank. Work, he made about $400,000 a year all in between his base and all of his bonuses and stock options. And he worked mad hours. So his family lived in a suburb of New York in New Jersey. And so his commute time to the city every day between both trips was usually around two to two and a half hours. And then he would put in 10, 11 hour days in the city. So can see that he was gone usually from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or something like that. He really enjoyed it. I mean, he really enjoyed going to work. This is really what made him excited. And you know, one thing we should all do is find our purpose in life, right? And if working a job gives you purpose, then that's what you should do. Well, this gave him purpose. Unbeknownst to Adam, though, while he was in the city working his butt off, his wife was at home screwing their friend. That's the simplistic version, right, of screwing the friend. But let me tell you a little bit more about how this is even worse for Adam. So about five years before Adam ended up getting divorced, he thought that his wife was having an affair. And when he thought his wife was having an affair, he was too scared to confront her. And I think he was scared, not just from the standpoint of confronting her um, with his um, his thoughts that she was having an affair. He, she, he didn't really see anything concrete that told him that she was having an affair, but he just had a real, in his gut, he felt that she was. So he was scared to confront her. And um, I think he just got really, was very comfortable with his life. And he really didn't want to do anything to rock the boat. So he let it go. Well, in the five years that followed, he saw more and more examples that clearly showed him that she was having an affair, you know, um, that she was taking calls late at night and closing doors. She was uh, engaging in text messaging, but she didn't want him to see what was going on. 
She was having the children lie about where they went and where they didn't go. But all of these things he sort of just ignored because he wanted his life to just go on like normal because he loved his job. So things came to a head when he came home one night and the guy that she was stooping was in their house. And the kids luckily were at a um, grandparent's house. So it all came to a head finally. He got very upset and they had a big fight and then he left the house. So he comes and he sees me at that point. And when he comes and sees me, we go through the facts of his life. And you've heard a little bit about this on prior um, episodes. I've talked about how whenever you come into an attorney's office, you're stuck with the facts that exist at that point. You can't change the facts. They are what they are. Now, he came in making $400,000, not having a good relationship with his kids. His wife hadn't worked in a decade. They own their house outright, but the kids were very comfortable in their school districts. He'd amassed quite a bit in assets, and his wife got comfortable with the not good living, you know, spending a lot of money. So he looked at me, and he, he really was wondering, why get divorced then? Because if I get divorced, it's just going to be bad. Um, which, you know, that again, I'm not ever here to tell someone whether they should get divorced or not. That is a personal decision every person should make. But I looked at him and I thought to myself, you knew she was having an affair for a while, or at least you thought she was, and then you found out that she is. And you were clearly upset about it. Why are you staying married? Well, you know, he did what a lot of guys do, which is he heard how bad it was going to be, so he just didn't want to, he didn't want to engage in it. So I did talk to him about, at that point, about things he could do to hopefully prepare in the event he changed his mind about um, getting divorced. Well, his wife beat him to the punch. About three days later, she filed for divorce herself. So you really didn't have any time to do anything. So the divorce goes forward. She hires a a very aggressive attorney and really goes for the best possible outcome that she could possibly hope for. Adam really was taking too much time away from his job. It was really starting to impact him at work. And uh, he ended up caving in. He ended up caving in and giving her basically what she wanted. I take a couple steps back to kind of look at what did he do wrong and what could he have done differently. Adam knew five years before he ended up getting divorced that there was a problem. And he knew it was a substantial problem. He knew that he was work he knew that divorce was at least a possibility at that point. He also knew that he wasn't spending very much time with his kids. And at that point they were really young. I think his youngest was like two or three. And his oldest was like seven or eight. He gotten some good advice back in those days. I would have told him about what he needs to do with the kids to make sure he has a good relationship with them. You know, the work hours. I know he loved his job, but maybe he should have, you know, not worked quite as much. There were certain things he could have done to prepare himself. And quite frankly, what happened is he got to a point where it all exploded. And because it exploded... And because he convinced himself that she wasn't having an affair, that he was all imagining it, when she, when he, she finally, when he finally found out that she was having the affair, he lost his mind. He got very upset. And because of that, it made the whole situation that much worse. The divorce was horrible because it started with the big thump, the big, huge thunderbolt that unfortunately so many divorces start with. 
he wasn't mentally ready to go through the divorce process. He didn't protect himself at all. His wife had all kinds of recordings and emails and text messages and all kinds of things where Adam said a lot of stupid shit. He said things that came back to bite him when it came to parenting time and custody. He made comments to her that were very much uh, mean-spirited when it came to money, you know, to the extent of, I'm going to make sure you don't get anything kind of comments. He really wasn't thinking, and he didn't get good advice. He didn't get good advice from anybody. Strangely, his uh, wife's best friend had gone through a divorce two years earlier, and strangely, they used the same divorce attorney. And so because of that, she had excellent advice of exactly what she should or shouldn't do as she was going through the process. And because of that great advice, she really had the upper hand. And I really think that, unfortunately, fair or not fair, when you're having an affair, um, that kind of lets you be the judge of when you want the marriage to be over, if you think the affair is going to be your next relationship. And so sometimes when people are having an affair, they're the ones planning behind the scenes for an eventual divorce. So Adam, because he ignored the signs, and by ignoring the signs, he didn't prepare himself mentally, he didn't protect his, his freedom. He didn't protect his money. Um, he continued to save. He continued to let her and the kids go on these big vacations without him. And he didn't really protect his kids by ensuring that he had a good relationship with them so that he could have a lot of time with them after the divorce. He really didn't wasn't set up to get a good result. And that sucked. That sucked really bad. And I will tell you, at the time, he convinced himself he didn't care. He convinced himself it didn't matter that he was paying this obscene amount of alimony. Didn't care that he was only seeing his kids a couple days a month. Didn't matter that his wife kept the house and he was living in a little dinky apartment. He didn't care. But let me tell you something. Fast forward six months later, and he sure as hell did care. He cared quite a bit. And that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person who doesn't prepare, and then six months, one year later... You look back and you say, crap, what could I have done? We're going to find out what you could have done. Keep joining me. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. 